You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Now, Sarah took some time off yesterday because she was just exhausted. I was really tired. <laughs> it has been a busy Monday time. Monday was here. a rough day. No, I'm not saying you were just exhausted. That's why you had it. It was. It I was mean, a that busy actually day, is but why I legit. took the off. But, I uh, today. Yeah, everybody needs some time off to rest. But, you know, how do we manage that? You know, this, there are seasons in our lives, and especially for pastors and other church workers, the last few weeks leading up to Holy Week and then Holy Week, big rush. How do we, we manage? that and you know the ministry is still going on there are still needs in the congregation mm-hmm. how do you how do you balance that all out joining us this morning Brenda Jenks she's CEO and founder of Run Hard Rest Well and one of our favorite guests to talk about uh, to join us for talking about resting well Brenda thanks so much for being our guest this morning hi Andy hi Sarah good to be here now I, you know, Run Hard Rest Well is the organization that uh, that you've been running now for how many years it's been a couple of years hasn't it boy that's a good question See, I have been <laughs> speaking and writing on this topic for like more than 17 years. Um, we became a nonprofit um, in 2015, um, official 5013C. So it is in my blood. My personal journey began almost 28 years ago. So. Your, your mission, Run Hard, Rest Well, equips people to embrace a pace of passion, uh, a pace and passion for work and rest that is biblical, transformative, and sustainable. Now, how do we do that with the seasons that, that we've had, you know, all these uh, seasons that, that pastors and church workers have been um, going through? We're coming off Lent and Easter, and I know, you know, we have many friends who are church musicians, <laughs> and we've learned not to call the church musicians during Holy Week or, the, or you know, the end of Advent to ask them to share stories with us about hymns, um, but they're gracious and do. Uh, you know, what does, and, and so now pastors musicians and other church leaders are just um, I think exhausted what does God have for us in this fatigue at times like this uh, you know what that question reminds me of um, a story that as a child I was already I was always completely baffled by the story of Elijah um, and the competition against the prophets of Baal um, where the prophets of Baal they, they, they created these altars um, and they were going to see if Baal or the living God um, wiped out um, the, the sacrifice on the altar. And we remember that story from First um, uh, Kings 19. And we know that, that God won. And as a kid, I was always baffled that why, after this incredible, miraculous event, that um, in complete exhaustion and fatigue, Elijah um, kind of ran out to the desert. Um, and there is actually even feelings of intense depression. Um, and I thought, boy, if I ever witnessed a miracle like that, I would be on fire. It would, it would energize me. And I think this story comes alive for us um, after big celebrations, um, big competitions. We just witnessed um, the retelling of the story of God winning um, our salvation. Um, but anyway, as God met Elijah, who was under the broom tree, actually saying, let me die. I am, I am done. Um, he met him in that place. He allowed Elijah to take a nap. And then an angel came and fed him a tasty snack. And then he got to take a second nap and got a second snack. And then God sent him on to the mountaintop. And so for me, that, that just reminds me that God, it, he is infinite. 
yet, in his wisdom, um, he made us very finite creatures. You know, it is not a crime for us to be tired at this season of the church year um, and different seasons of all of our lives, depending on, on, on our own calendars. There are points where we are deeply exhausted. Um, it's like we have a bucket. The bucket's empty. You know, we don't want to curse the empty bucket. We don't want to blame it or ignore it. We want to fill it. And Elijah reminds us that often attending to our, our very real physical needs um, that sleep can be an incredible gift. Um, you know, every single week we make the decision to refill our car with gasoline, and every single night we recharge our phones um, because if we don't, they die. If we don't attend to refilling and recharging after we have been pouring out our best self into the lives of other people, into God's kingdom, um, we have his permission um, and his pleasure ah, to refuel and refill. So I'm hearing that snacks and naps. <laughs> That's what I heard, too. <laughs> That's what you. I heard, too. <laughs> you got that. It is that simple. It is that. Um, it, there's more to it. There's, there's other parts and we might go there. But, yeah, permission and God's delight ah, to attend to our very physical, real bodies. If snacks and naps don't happen in our household, <laughs> there is, well, it's Tears not pleasant. And anger. Yeah. Right. But I mean, that, that's an interesting point. And that's point. just me. <laughs> right, I, right. That's an interesting thing, though, is that, is that when kids are cranky, we have, hopefully they, we have them take naps and we feed them things. Yeah. And yet when we get to be adults, we kind of forget that that's actually kind of how it works. Some, yes, there are some basic things. And then um, we, we can expand that out a little bit. That, you know, some of us are extroverts and some of us are introverts. And so attending, um, enter, being an introvert and being an extrovert is not about how much we talk, but it's how we regain our energy. And so if we are introverted after a big thing, we really need to prioritize, guard and protect some quiet time off so that we can recharge. And if we're extroverted, after all that big push, we might need to make sure that there is some very personal, refreshing celebration, fun um, time with people in our inner circle who really feed our souls that we can let down and laugh and enjoy and connect. Yeah, so some of those physical um, and relational needs are, are top on the, on the point. How are some other ways that, that we can uh, work toward um, allowing ourselves to uh, have that, that refreshing and, and refilling of our buckets? It can be hard for, for us to allow ourselves to, to yeah. be in that space. Yeah, I think um, uh, two things come to mind, and I think Jesus really speaks to these. I absolutely love John 4, 6. John 4, 6 tells us this is about Jesus. He's about to meet the woman at the well. But he says, but it begins, tired as Jesus was from his journey, he sat down. <laughs> Jesus was self-aware. Um, Jesus, sometimes it's easier for me to understand Jesus as God, but he also was a real live man who got blisters and hangnails, who knew hunger pains, and he physically knew fatigue. We have to be okay with our fatigue, that not to see it um, as a dishonorable thing. Um, but just a reality. I also love the fact that Jesus, um, you know, there's, there's lots of different uh, teaching points about Jesus in the boat when he fell asleep. Um, but I love the fact that Jesus was, was physically that tired. <laughs> um, 
he had been pouring out so much of his best self that he was that tired. There's no sin in our fatigue. It's how God made human beings. Um, so to release the guilt, to be self-aware, to recognize, yeah, when we need a snack and a nap. Um, but Jesus also powerfully talks to us about guilt. You know, so often we refuse to, to attend to our needs for rest and a break because guilt overwhelms us. The needs around us are so great, the opportunities. Um, how dare I take a break when there's so much? I love this story in Mark 1, starting in 29. Um, Jesus landed at Peter's mother-in-law's house, and she was sick with a fever, and Jesus heals her. And the story says that um, word got out that Jesus, the healer, was there, and that people, as the sun was going down, people were bringing the sick to Jesus. Um, I'm going to guess that Jesus probably had a long night as he met and connected with people and loved on people and taught them and healed them. And we know Jesus had a short night sleep that night. Being a well-rested, fueled person does not mean that life goes perfectly in rhythm, but that we attend. And, and so the next part of the story says, um, early in the morning, before the sun was up, Jesus went out to the hills to pray. And that part of the story blessed me, but I already knew that. That wasn't the transformational part. Um, what we can imagine is that word had fed, uh, spread even farther that Jesus was there, and people were coming, um, and the house was filling up, and and the disciples had some patience for that, but we can imagine that the house was pretty full, um, and Jesus was, was spending more time. He, he was attending. He needed time, wanted time, desired time with his Father. Um, but the frustration of the, the disciples grew, and so they sent a group to go find him. I loved that they know they knew where to find him. They knew where to find Jesus, stepping away from the crowds. Um, but once they found Jesus up in the hills praying, their words to him were, listen to this, everyone is looking for you. And I hear in that guilt, why in the world are you up here, Jesus, when there are real people and real needs down there? And the bottom line Jesus was spirit-led and not guilt-driven. <laughs> the Father had called him to that time. Um, and, and then, from there, Jesus' response to them was, it is time for us to go to the next village. Spirit-led, not guilt-driven. Those were real people and real needs, but the Father had given him Jesus, his marching orders for that day. And he chose always to be spirit-led. We know God loves all people, pursues all people. Some of those people were disappointed. Some of those people were probably frustrated. But we have to trust the Father with his plan for each person. You know, realistically, the, the village they went to probably wasn't very far away. <laughs> we are just about out of time. Right. Okay. So, so guilt, Jesus comes in and he releases us of guilt because he modeled the way. And he is the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he, is. he is the way. Brenda, thank you so much for joining us today on the Coffee Hour. RunHardRestWell.com. Check it out. Thanks so much for being our guest. All right. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, Sarah. Take care. That does it for the Coffee Hour today. More tomorrow. Uh, CCLE, mm-hmm. the Consortium for Classical Lutheran Education. They have some student contests. Join us tomorrow to find out more about that.
The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.